practice. There we are, Matey McMaterson and Comrade Von. Fuck the capitalists. Fuck the landlord. Fuck the police. Fuck the bootlickers and other such folks that are not cool. Now, sisters and brothers, we know we got over by the blood, the sweat, and the tears of sheroes and heroes, some whose names we know and some whose names we do not know. But I will tell you something. We have been here before. <clears throat> now, the only difference is we got some company, Rev. We got our gay lesbian sisters and brothers with us this time. We got our Hispanic, Asian, Native American sisters and brothers with us this time. I think Dr. Reverend Martin Luther King said we may not have gotten here on the same ship, but we are in the same boat right now. In Father Teresa's Wine Cellar, we believe all oppression is intersectional. And this means our analysis of current events frequently includes discussion of difficult and explicit content. Any combination of the following topics could be included in our show. Murder, rape, war, climate change, racism, sexism, violence, sexual violence, homophobic violence, heterocentrism, discrimination and abuse against individuals of nonconformist sexuality, domestic violence, child abuse, child rape, child neglect, elderly abuse, verbal abuse, police brutality, microaggressions, ableism, cyberbullying, genital mutilation, ideological extremism, and people just being total fucking assholes. My proctologist is never going to believe I didn't do this to myself. These are the facts. All right. These are the facts that everyone knows. Ooh, excuse me, neighbor. That's a great way to start it. Just start it right during coronial times. Open up the show coughing. Make everyone comfortable. Louder, chief. Oh, I said at least we're social distancing. At least we're social distancing. Yeah, so it's okay if you cough because you're not in the room with the audience. So it's okay. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. My proctologist is never going to believe I didn't do this to myself. All right. You don't even have a proctologist. I'm my own proctologist. I'm one of the fellers that actually does a thorough deep digging when wiping my ass. I get in there. Well, no, when you turn 40, you're getting a proctologist. We'll see how much that costs. You're getting a proctologist. Let's see how much that is. They, they overcharge, right? You're getting one. Why won't you deal with the price? You're an anti-capitalist. Because it's more important that you... That's like a, something that you need to check. It's more important that you check it than worry about the price of it. Like, you have to have it done. How much does it cost? I don't know. Let's get the numbers on that one. We will crowdfund it. I don't care. You're going. We're going to crowdfund it. Ah, I mean, I do, but I do concern. But you know, I'm legitimately concerned with costs, though. Like, I know. no, no joke. And I'm legitimately concerned with your health. Yeah, uh, like, but also, if you can't afford a place to live, it's like, yeah, but I got all oh, my ass is healthy and I'm homeless. Well, it's not going to be more than the rent. I don't know. 
It'll probably be like a couple hundred bucks, maybe. Ah. Yeah, let's, let's see. I, I don't know. They be charging. They they charged me six hundred and fifty-six for my wrist. They did. Yeah. Yes, queen. Go off, girl boss. Pussy hat slay. This is dope. All right, it's so terrible. That, I'm gonna take the soundboard away from you. How it's digital. How? I will find a way. And then and then also everything that's in the soundboard is publicly available. <sighs> Think about these things. And yes, that is uh, something in the soundboard now, which is great for the new administration and um, and Mrs. Jill Biden. Yes, <laughs> queen. Go off, girl boss. Pussy hat slay. And let us see known. I don't um, I don't give a holy hell what you call the spouse of an institutionally active white supremacist. I just call him that, or is that that's too many syllables? That's a lot of words. Spouse of an institutionally active white supremacist. You can't just say, um, I don't know. Yeah, that's a lot of words. I need something shorter. Something shorter. I got something shorter. Yes, queen, go off, girl, boss, pussy hat slay. That's still go. too many words. It's too many words. Too many words. Ooh, my proctologist is never gonna believe I didn't do this to myself. Yeah, season four. Really? <clears throat> All right, folks. Yes. Um, put your anxiety mosquitoes to sleep. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd be getting into that shit. All right. Fort Lauderdale. What the hell's going on? Oh, no. Folks are getting caught up in some shit. All right. Yes. So the pigs are finding new victims to attack, and I'm not feeling it. I don't support it. I think that they need to leave motherfuckers alone. And this article is telling me, this is from um, <clears throat> CTV News, uh-huh. and the police captured someone that was minding every last bit of their own fucking business a little earlier this year. Okay. All right. And what now they're framing this as an unlikely suspect bouncing through a Florida neighborhood. Oh, they have a sense of humor. <laughs> no. Hmm. It's accurate. The um after receipt, what up? If I'd have known you were gonna start with this, I would have had you pull up a video to play while you're reading it that <clears> directly like contradicts the behavior you're describing here. There's a video on Twitter of one of those being very aggressive. Whoa, no. Yes. No. Yes. It's they're not being aggressive. They're just yes, queen, go off, girl, boss, pussy hat slay. That's all. I'm gonna start a Twitter poll about whether or not I should take the soundboard away from you. I feel pretty confident. It's digital that I'm gonna win. It's digital, and I'll just change the password. <laughs> that is rude. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. Yes. All so right. Who was hopping through the streets of Fort Lauderdale? Well, let's see. Um. Now, this is the cold piece. They won't even give this individual a name. That's the wild. Like, when you said who, I'm looking. I don't even see a name. Who's on first? Well, uh, who uh, who appears to be the um, the caretaker of this individual is um, Anthony Marcus. And they claim to be the kangaroo's owner. All right. I like how you just slyly, <laughs> slyly mentioned it's a kangaroo without really, like, making that the focal point of the story. I don't know what you're talking about, buddy. We, we actually captured the kangaroo. Yes, we have captured the kangaroo. 
Look at these fucking pigs. Look at them. I mean, I'm a little bit mad that the kangaroo's not trying to box hey, nobody. If you two can keep up those lanes and we can push them down this, this, this road, we'll be good. Yeah, they're talking about sweeping the legs up and shit. Yeah. Leave a homie alone. Ain't nobody get hurt. It's a kangaroo. Yeah, a progressive kangaroo. Really? Only 1K. Not a Karen-roo. All right. <laughs> yes, that is something adorbs that I found. That is kind of funny, though. And yes, if you do see a kangaroo, you should walk up and pet them. No, the fuck you should not. And that's what, what Dr. Mo told me. Dr. Mo didn't say that. No, Dr. Mo <laughs> did not say that. A doctor would not tell you to pet a kangaroo. <laughs> no, there's... um. A video of some random guy in Australia, and there's like a very angry uh, kangaroo like outside his window, and it's just like staring at him. And apparently, they have like fucking velociraptor claws. I did not know that. Oh, you didn't? Uh, yeah, I didn't know they had claws like that. I've never looked at a kangaroo's hands before. Oh, I'm one of those people, like, as an already scared of everything person, like, since my childhood. I deliberately look at shit that I know is going to scare me. So, yeah, I oh. knew that. Oh, I look, I'm like, huh, they don't live here. I'm not worried about it. So that's just kind of like, it's too cold here for kangaroos. I'm not going to worry about it. Um, but yeah, so I found out they have fucking claws. So it's like scratching his window. And I don't know if it was like trying to get in the house or what, but it got pissed off and just started like headbutting the window. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so that was a little bit terrifying. Kangaroo headbutts window. There's a temptation to throw that in the search, but yeah, nah, I really do. Yeah. I look for stuff that is gonna scare me. Like, like I can't wait to have a regular work schedule again so I can fucking um look at that documentary on the history of scary clowns again. Oh yeah. Or we can look at that one. What I think we were watching together, the clown sightings. Yes, we were. Yeah, that was one of those whole bottle was... of brandy days. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Oh. Did I have legal reefer yet? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Then probably very little cognac. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, what that, yeah, that was scary. <laughs> that yeah. video was scary. <laughs> but it was also funny because it was also just like the fucking, like, be, and I think this is mostly like people being reactionary to feminists being right. And because um, everyone puts culture behind everything now. Yeah. Because feminists fucking nailed it when they said rape culture. Mm -hmm. And so now what? People are like, there's cancel culture. Yeah. And whoop, whoop, culture, culture, culture. Mm -hmm. White people have fuck around culture. They do. <laughs> and they be finding out. Yeah. Because like, that's what a lot of those clown sightings videos are. Yeah, I hey, dude, I'm going to go see what it is. Right, or they'd be like seeing a clown like staring at them on the window, like fucking all getting out their phones and recording and shit. No, drive, nigga, drive, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> There's a clown outside your window. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, like that should be a watch party right That's there. Like, I mean, that honestly it was like that. Uh, that Cat Williams uh, when he was talking about like never in the history of niggadom has a has a nigga ever like discovered a wild animal like that's white people shit. Because they can see and be like, no, we're not going over there. But yeah, I, I can't imagine seeing a whole ass fucking scary clown and just staring at him. Yeah. And you don't even have to be, you know what, by inherently by being a clown, scary. Yes. You could have the fucking so-called friendliest makeup ever. Way mm -hmm. too much of the humanity has been hidden. Mm -hmm. I don't see person anymore. I see a doll that can catch a fade with me. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's it. You're just a big fucking doll, yeah. and that's scary as shit. It really is. Yeah, because you look like an anthropomorphized toy. No, dolls are inherently anthropomorphized, yeah. right? Yeah. You, so you look like a live toy. Yeah. And I saw Chucky when I was a kid. Yeah, and it. And it. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Right? And I have the, we have that joint upstairs, the part two, but it's still in the plastic. Yeah. Waiting for some time that I can sit and watch the motherfucker. Yes. And I have two days off of work coming up. Monday, Tuesday, next week. So I'll actually have two more days than planned um, to get my shit in gear. I gotta get a pair of cross trainers to start jogging and get ready for the summer. Because in the summer, um, I'm catching word from one of the forklift operators that they do have whole weeks of mandatory 12 day, 12 hour shifts. Of uh, Monday through Friday, 12 hours, but then also still the mandatory Saturday, Sunday, eight-hour shifts. So I need to get myself conditioned for that. So I'm going to get some cross trainers, get to jogging. I've already been doing my bicep curls and whatnot again, doing my Pilates again. Um, And I'm also functioning without my antidepressant. That was tough like the first week without it because I got to get ready for this um, potential drug test for this promotion. Mm -hmm. So no reefer. And which that's how I do chores. I hit the reefer and I'm like, and I go run and do chores. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I caught up, got the car nice and spiffied out, you know, ran through the whole detail and with the whoop whoop with the kitchen. We got a deep freezer, got that motherfucker in a nice spot where it's not chunky and taking up space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm very excited about the freezer. Yeah, and it's, it's going to be fun when I get the reefer back when the whole promotion thing is done and I got my clipboard back in my hand and it's like off to, what is it out here? Lowell is the town out yes. here. Yes. And go to Med's Cafe and get some fancy name brand reefer. Mm-hmm. All right. But there is stuff that is not a kangaroo. Yes. Like how, how much time did we just fucking blow? It's 125. 13 minutes. There's... um. There's a uh, lava there. There's uh, I think I'm saying Jalicia. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me know if I'm pronouncing your name wrong. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So what's going on here? Pinknews.co.uk. I don't click them as much as I used to because as a UK website, they are very invested in American bootlicking. Mm. <laughs> so I don't really click them much. Because they just run fucking bootlicker propaganda to American audiences hard from the UK. Yeah. But the, apparently there's something called Ofcom. O-F-C-O-M. Ofcom. Okay. And uh, Ofcom boss declares it extremely inappropriate for BBC, British Broadcasting Corporation. They should really think about renaming that. The British Broadcasting Corporation to balance trans people with anti-trans activists. All right. So they're saying, nah, when like when a, a transgender person is here to speak and, you know, and kick the whoop de whoop on the certain this, that and the other of the day. We don't need an anti-trans activist to come in and give the opposing view. We live in a transphobic world. Pretty much everything that already exists is the opposing view, as is. Uh, Ofcom is the Office of Communications, which is the government-approved regulatory authority for broadcasting and telecommunications in the UK. Jesus Christ. That's a lot. Once more? The Office of Communications, commonly known as Ofcom, is the government-approved regulatory authority for broadcasting and telecommunications in the UK. That's neat. 
Mm-hmm. All right. And <clears throat> so just taking a quick look at it. So the uh, chief executive is an individual by the name of increase the size of the text. <laughs> uh, Melanie Dawes, D-A-W-E-S. Mm-hmm. And they made these comments before Parliament's Digital Culture Media and Sport Committee on Tuesday. And, uh, well, December 15th. Fuck, that was today, a few hours ago. Or maybe, are they ahead in time yes. uh, to McMurka? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so when asked about the uh, British Broadcasting Corporation's current editorial practice of requiring critical voices in all discussions relating to transgender people... And um, Pink News was made aware of at least one case in which the British Broadcasting Program invited an all-transgender panel to discuss their experiences and varied views on gender recognition before an intervention by the uh, Broadcasters Editorial Policy Unit required the inclusion of a cisgender woman with gender-critical views. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, they do, they do that shit with... Um, a couple years ago, they had like a. It was woman. It was the Woman's Hour show. I, I listen. Uh, there's a podcast, uh, BBC Woman's Hour. Uh, check out that podcast. It's pretty dope. And um, they actually had a very serious sex workers' rights episode, but they brought on the Swerfs <laughs> to spew the bullshit. Yeah. <clears throat> it's like you really don't need them. The whole world is already Swerfs. Right. Like, there's something about that. Like, you're an extra asshole when, like, you make it a point to, what do they call it, status quo champions? Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, which also sounds as corny as social justice warrior. They both yeah. sound corny. They do. But, yeah, the folks that are, like, so pro-status quo that they got to make sure no one else, like, gets any ideas to progress. Yep. Like, it's like sure. some sort of a preemptive counter- um, what the hell uh what what propaganda yeah yeah I'm like oh well you know uh, it's they always frame it as like some devil's advocate shit well we're just trying to get all sides <laughs> we already know the anti-sex work side we already know the anti-trans side so um yeah i'm sure Ju- julie birchall's excited about this <laughs> julie birchall is <laughs> julie birchall is a radical feminist in the uk she just lost her book deal yesterday because she was tweeting islamophobic shit but um she's also a turf and a swerf so I'm sure she's thrilled about this because she hates trans people and sex workers and Muslims. He's quite Julie Birchall. Julie yeah. Julie Birchall is the one who um, said that uh, after we end the sex work industry, that we should line prostitutes up against the wall and shoot them for being conspirators with men. That was Julie Birchall. Yeah, because women that are pro-capitalists are definitely not conspirators with men. <laughs> at no, only, only sex workers. The only sex fuck? workers. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. So she was tweeting uh, hella Islamophobic shit and got um, her book deal rescinded yesterday. I'm amused. I'm happy. But yeah, that just reminded me of this because this is exactly the type of shit that they bring like a Julie Birchall or a Julie Bindle on for is, you know, like, oh, you're a feminist and you have all these, you know, like degrees and all this experience. Can you give us an opposing viewpoint? And it's just like fucking anti-science, fucking anti-trans, just fucking fuckery. Fucking fuckery. Fucking fuckery. Fucking fuckery. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, for funsies, McFunserson, uh, <clears throat> definitely not, though. Uh, this is off of News 5 in Cleveland. ABC News 5 in Cleveland. And this article is up by... 
Olivia Feclo. Okay. French. Sounds French. Okay. Uh, suicide is now the leading cause of death for children ages 10 to 14 in Ohio. Jesus fucking Christ. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let's get a little bit on that. Wow. Run it back, run it back. Suicide is now the leading cause of death for children ages 10 to 14 in Ohio. All of this according to a new report from the Ohio Department of Health. And News 5's Olivia Fecto joins us to explain this has been an issue for young folks right here in Ohio. Yeah, good evening, Frank and Danita. The report from the Centers for Disease Control a couple of years ago already showed one out of every five Cleveland students attempts suicide. But this new report shows this is becoming a big issue for younger children, too. That ODH report shows that from 2007 to 2018, suicide among 10 to 24-year-olds in Ohio increased nearly 65%. It's now the leading cause of death for Ohioans 10 to 14 years old, and for 15 to 34-year-olds, it's the second leading cause. Yeah, it's concerning. It's very concerning. Metro Health pediatric psychologist Dr. Britton Myers says this is something that's probably been increasing for some time. Now we have numbers to say we need more resources, we need more monitoring, we need more screening, and, and kids are in need of help. And in Cleveland specifically, previous studies by the CDC have shown kids here are exposed to higher rates of adverse childhood experiences than other places in the nation. Those are things like poverty, like community violence, like domestic violence, um, parental separation, and those things do contribute to stress in kids. Meyer says often children or young people will reach out when they need help or are having thoughts of hurting themselves. Treat it like an emergency. Call 911, go to the emergency, the nearest emergency room. Everybody there has resources to further evaluate the situation, and I'd rather us take it seriously. But if a child doesn't reach out, there are other warning signs. According to Dr. Tatiana Falcone, a child psychiatrist and assistant professor of medicine at the Cleveland Clinic. Like if their kid suddenly is not going to school or is refusing to do their homework or um, suddenly they don't want to do the activities that they used to enjoy or in adolescence sometimes you see the opposite like they get super cranky and they don't want to be part of the family they don't want to get out with their parents or brothers or sisters anymore. Falcone also says it's important for parents to be open with their children. I think the most important message to a parent is like asking questions about suicide is really not gonna make it worse. And it's actually an avenue to open the conversations. And that doctor from the Cleveland Clinic also told us many children who survive a suicide attempt may try again in the future. To that end, she says follow-up care, wraparound services, and therapy can be critical. We have more information, including the number for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, posted on the News 5 app, including what other resources are available here in Northeast Ohio to help deal with suicidal thoughts or concerns. Olivia Fecto, News 5. Mm -hmm. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I don't have much commentary for that. That's why I just straight played the oh. news joint. You have commentary I'm on just, that? Like somewhat annoyed by the like. So they start off by saying like things like poverty and witnessing violence are all, you know, stresses and triggers that can lead to suicidal thoughts, which is, which is absolutely true. But then they're like, just go to the doctor. If you're in poverty, do you have health insurance? Can you just go to the doctor? <laughs> like. You know, and I, you know, I have a lot of uh, history with mental illness. And, you know, sometimes if you're in a really unsafe position, you need to be kept in a facility for a couple days until they're sure you can't hurt yourself. That shit is expensive, like thousands and thousands of dollars a day. If you're already coming from 
um, a family that's in poverty or living in poverty, like they can't afford that type of treatment. So I really hate it when there's an, a story like this about something that's really important. And then the solution is something that's just unobtainable to the people who need it most. You know, and odds are, if you're in poverty in that sort of, uh, you know, living situation, you're probably living with family members who aren't going to be able to give you good advice about mental health because they never had good advice about mental health, right? And it becomes this sort of, um, you know, cyclical thing. And it's like, can we talk about preventative measures? Can we talk about education? Can we talk about the need for universal health care? Can we talk about the need for living wages? Uh, can we talk about, you know, you know, like all these things that lead to it? Like we're talking about everything. We're talking about the end result and not a single one of the fucking symptoms that leads to it. Like, come on now. Just do yeah. better. Do better. Yes, we, we could be talking about those things. And um, and yeah, sure. I, I, I post about it. I, uh have my little podcast about it but right now what's really important is what you call the spouse of an Mm -hmm. institutionally active white supremacist yes okay yes yes queen go off girl boss pussy hat slay doctor and the fact that this person is a doctor means they can help that is something interesting about that like is there a time like when that like moved outside of the medical field and it was just like if you studied the shit out of something for several years you are now doctor at thing i think that's been a thing for a long time that's why it's called a doctorate right okay because that's like the name of the degree right because you like associates associates bachelor's master's doctorate like it's the name of the degree i didn't make the name of that shit yeah, for me, I because I'm, what I, well, I think that they were actually going back and talking about like the Latin now because I think in Latin, like doctor just means like professor, or teacher, or something, hmm. something like that. So yeah, that's how it came to be. Yeah, because I'm like, fuck, that's the that's the thing everyone's posting about. Because like, isn't there some nigga from Raytheon on the team? Oh well, I mean, <laughs> Raytheon, fucking Goldman Sachs has vetted everybody who's involved with economic policy, like everyone who's. Uh, works for Goldman Sachs but um, no they're talking about this right now because it's that typical like um, liberal bullshit where like we're going to do nothing of actual importance and so they're obsessed with you have to call her Dr. Jill Biden because she has a PhD as a um, uh, like a a counterbalance to Melania like oh she was just a nude model and a hooker right because that's how they talk about Melania and so they're like Jill Biden isn't like that she's a doctor so it's really just um trying to reinforce respectability politics among liberals and slut shame melania which i mean is also like weak as shit because there's so many things horrible about melania like you don't have to refer to her nude photos like there's plenty of other things and on some level it's like it almost seems like fucking and you want to call it a conspiracy theory, but keep in mind, uh, conspiracy is specifically because it's illegal. Yeah. This wouldn't be illegal. It just shows you that folks are disingenuous because it seems like everyone's on their job, right? Like someone takes the conservative stance. I don't know who this writer is. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're a conservative or if they're just dude broing it for a second. Yeah. You know, but fucking it's like that person writes that 
specifically so that can be the response mm-hmm. and blaze through the news cycle and fuck up the news cycle for a couple days, yeah. right? And then fucking conservatives respond back to them. And then somebody says something else so the liberals can respond. And it does start to seem like the conservatives and the liberals are friends working together. In telling the stories of the day, covering the day's news, uh, on this show we tend to show a lot of archive footage um, I don't know if you saw when we ran our year-end credits this year over the holidays, but there were like five zillion archivists in our credits. We love our archivists. We love the archives. We love showing news footage and historical footage from now from right next to her brand new studio in D.C. is Greta Van Susteren, host of For the Record, which launches here on MSNBC 6 o'clock Monday Greta night. My friend, right. congratulations. Yep. Eat. Rachel Maddow and Greta Van Susteren are friends. Hmm. And Greta Van Susteren, and wait, what's the date stamp on this? Because I didn't even know what this, 2017, I'm late. Yeah. Because yeah. I, re- I remember seeing that shit in like 2013 or so. Mm-hmm. Like Matt Al was riffing, you know, doing her program. And she was like, and then my good friend, Veta Gr- Grand Susteren at Fox. And I was like, hey, hoo-ha, hoo-ha. Mm-hmm. She's your good friend, but she's over there at the station that once you know you and the you and the LGBT folks to not have marriage rights and any other fucking rights. Mm-hmm. That's your friend. It's a big club and we ain't in it. Yep. You know, and Rachel, thank you. It's so kind of you. And I couldn't be happier. I mean, just think about it. I mean, I, I'm the luckiest person alive. I mean, I look. I, I've, I have many good friends over at CNN and over at Fox uh-huh. News Channel who I've been, you know, colleagues to. But just mm-hmm. think about this. I know Chris Matthews, known him for years. Andrea Mitchell oh. traveled the world with her, following good secretaries of states, even trying to keep up with Andrea because she outraces all of us. <laughs> you and I have been friends for a long time. Um, you and, and to be honest, you and my husband, and I have. Tipped a few glasses of wine mm-hmm. together or oh. more. Um, so, I mean, like, so, I mean, how can I not be luckier? It's like. The- okay. There you go, buddy. All right, Greta Van. All right. All right. Yeah, they're, they're um, yeah, opposing no, each can, other. I can totally see that as being an intentional maneuver because the people fall for it. It's like the hot button issues, right? Because, like, you know, people are like, oh, I care about politics or I care about policy. And then all they ever talk about is shit like, uh, like abortion rights. Yeah. Right. And it's like, can we talk about something else besides abortion? Like, you know, but it, it really is that thing is that there's just a few talking points that get um, essentially handed down from corporate media. And that's all anybody talks about. And it's now, you know, um, the conservatives are saying uh, millennia, uh, millennia, Jesus, Melania. Yeah. <laughs> Melania is uh, prettier and more feminine, right? Because they have their like fake pretend conservative Christian ideals about womanhood and femininity. So like, oh, we like Melania because she's prettier. And liberals are like, oh, we like Jill because she's a doctor. That's better. It's more respectable. And it's just fucking... But not a single word about the policies. But then what did the liberals say when um when the world was introduced to Jane Sanders? I'm pretty sure they were all like, yes, queen, go off, girl, boss. Pussy hat slay. No. No, they didn't say that. No. What did oh. they say about Jane Sanders? Oh, she's ugly and frumpy. They actually, uh, I saw people comparing her to Ben Carson's wife as far as the frumpiness. Oh, because liberals are not racist. No. That's a fact. No. If they were talking about Candy Carson singing, I'm nuanced. I get it. Do we? Nah, we, we did that a couple episodes ago. We did a couple episodes ago. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know. Yeah, it's fine. People it, get caught up in this shit and, you know, 
yeah, like I just uh, I, I see that like I've been literally um, anytime I see that in my newsfeed, I just leave a comment saying uh, thriving wage and healthcare, please. Yeah. Well, you know, we can't talk about the important things because Goldman Sachs is vetting the economic leaders of this administration. Ah, all right. And a reminder, and I better do this and wrap it up so I can go be exploited and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daily Mail. They really don't give a fuck what they post. They're like Politico. Yeah. Like, you be looking at the shit, you be like, yo, this is right-wing propaganda. Oh, shit, yo, that, that article's good, though. Right? <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah, they, they're they kind of bugged out with those folks at the Daily Mail. Yes. And they also, they and they're also like, they're like, look, we know folks don't want to read whole articles. We'll start it with a bullet list in case you don't want to do that. <laughs> right? So, <clears throat> Daily Mail, with their fucking Terra Dome-length headlines. <laughs> Cell phone video shows white Minneapolis policy overseer kneeling on black man's back at the same location where George Floyd was killed by cop. Mm. They didn't have enough character space to put a cop. Maybe they could have cut out five of those words. Yeah. Uh, Bullet list. Incident took place on December 4th. Jay-Z's birthday has way too much shit happening on it. At uh, East 38th Street and Chicago Avenue. Don't confuse it. That's just the name of the street, Chicago Avenue. And this was in Minneapolis, also known as George Floyd's Square. Uh, Next bullets are, according to the video's description, 20 officers arrived on the scene to arrest one person for a nonviolent offense. Mm-hmm. The Minneapolis Police Department spokesperson said the officers were responding to carjacking. During an ar- during the arrest, the white cop, excuse me, pointed at a black bystander, pursued and tackled him, allegedly dislocating the man's shoulder. Video shows the officer pinning the man to the ground by kneeling on his back. Uh, social media sleuths uh, reportedly identified the pig as Kyle Mater, uh, who has been on the force for two years and racked up seven complaints. Hmm. God damn it. All right. So, ba- I mean, I actually stopped making episodes titled There's No Such Thing as a Good Cop once we got to like no yeah no such thing as a good cop once we got to like five or six i was just like i'm done with that episode title you should fucking get it by now yeah like i did the first one back when my shows were only 15 and 30 minutes Mm -hmm. right and um look and one of the things that i kept arguing like as more and more of these videos come out like i was already like fuck anyone that wants to be a cop like i remember a nigga named rudolph that was in our school uh at lincoln park high school this light-skinned nigga and like as we're all starting to turn 17 and 18 and getting our path where we're gonna go i'm looking at aging out of foster care Mm -hmm. (laughs) other kids are looking at college other kids are looking at i'm gonna go be a mechanic um some kids are in forklift class we actually had a forklift class Mm -hmm. you know and rudolph was like i'm gonna be a cop and we were like, oh, well, fuck you. Didn't know that about you these whole four years. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and um, 
And that's because we already know what the deal is with cops. Mm -hmm. But as these videos come out and people see the results of these trials if they go to trial yep. or the results of these grand juries if they go to grand jury. Who fuck Ferguson for that shit? Yeah. And people can also see the... Um, the comments and social media and see how many bootlickers there are. So how much res uh, help they get at a street level. Mm -hmm. And then also just, um, you know, that you have Kyle Rittenhouse's that are going to come and put in work for you. And Dylan mm -hmm. Roof is going to come put in work for you. Mm -hmm. And um, I, for I don't I forgot the nigga's name that um, that hit Heather higher with the car and mm -hmm. all the other niggas. Well, he ran through the fucking crowd. Mm -hmm. Right. Like you, the cops know they're going to come help you anyway. So now it's even worse. If somebody, or also the rapist cops, Jesus Christ. Yep. Um, if somebody wants to be a cop now that isn't, they've told you everything you need. I'm hitting the table. Mm -hmm. They told you everything that they you need to know about that motherfucker. Yep. And this one became a cop two years ago, 2018. Yep. How much evidence has been out that this person got to see to say, holy shit. So I get to do all that sadistic shit and be praised by the public and retire and get a pension? Oh, fuck yeah. Mm -hmm. It's super appealing. Yep. God damn it. Um, cell phone video emerged. I'm like, you got a, any riffing? No, you're good. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if you have, I'm just fucking yelling. <laughs> Shit. Um, cell phone video emerged on a privately owned social media last week. Uh, showing what appears to be a uniformed white Minneapolis police officer kneeling on the back of a black man at the same intersection where George Floyd was uh, murdered. All right. Not killed. Right. Because killed like that can be accidental. Yeah. Whoopsie or, do. Yeah. Right. Or people commit suicide. They kill themselves. Mm -hmm. Right. Like no one's like, oh, you murdered yourself. Murdered themselves. Mm. Jeepers creepers. No murdered. George Floyd, um, uh, where he was murdered uh, by Officer Derek Chauvin in May. It's so ill that his name is so close to the word chauvinist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, supporting him is inherently chauvinistic. So what are the odds that he picked the same intersection on purpose? Uh, 70-30 in favor. That, that That's what I'm riffing on. I got no numbers. I got no... I almost said I got no evidence. Mm. I had about 500 years of evidence. Yeah, we've done some investigating. <laughs> we launched an investigation. Yes. Let's take a, let's take a look at this. Okay, so on the they're, they're, they have text over the video, and they're showing that this pig pointed out a random uh black man yeah for the folks that are tuning in the podcast i need to remember to try to gear the program toward you because like using this zoom thing and having the real the dope screen share option i'm using that a lot and i'm forgetting about people listening to podcast audio and that's my bad <laughs> You see, and you know how people laugh at jokes because there's truth in it? Yeah. Um, there's a, a movie called Three Strikes. 
And the movie was uh, written by DJ Pooh, who, uh, to a lot of West Coast niggas' knowledge back in the 90s, actually did most of the comedy writing for the movie Friday, and Ice Cube just ran with the credit for it. And, um, well, that's what niggas with class privilege do. It's a fucking... And DJ Pooh in that movie, he had David Allen Greer playing a cop character. And there's a moment where, you know, all the pigs got their guns drawn. And one of my favorite West Coast actors, Brian Hooks, um, he's the one that they're going after. And, you know, Hooks is scared. He's unarmed. He's fresh out of prison trying to fucking, you know, just have a decent day. Mm-hmm. And... uh David Allen Greer's character, folks that know who he he's a comedic actor from the show in Live in Color and Moving Forward. Long career. He's dope. And his character, like, looks around, notices none of the other cops are doing anything. So he just goes, he's got a gun. Oh. <laughs> and, like, that's that shit. Like, he just pointed someone out just like, you know what? There's not enough action here. Yeah. Like, you've already got your so-called suspect for, uh, for carjacking. Mm-hmm. But, you know what? I've been on the force two years and I didn't become a cop after watching all those murder videos and reading all those rape stories to not have some fun. Point that one out. Let's fuck that nigga up. That's all that was. And it says he dislocated the guy's shoulder by slamming up the cop dislocated the black guy's shoulder. Yeah, and you see, like, the motherfucker went spinning to the ground. He did. Like, that shit looked like a fucking, like, when you watch those, like, uh, like football hits compilations, mm-hmm. that shit looked like that. Like, for the folks that listen to the podcast audio, I link the videos in the Patreon, or you can, um, like, right now we're Facebook Live via the Zoom application. Like, maybe you want to check out the videos, but also, I understand podcast audio is convenient if you're on the move, you know, you're moving and grooving. Okay. And you can always hear you gotta I, I you know what I, I like those nice white kids. I know that's a nice white kid somewhere. He didn't probably, do anything. Yeah, the white kid's probably scared because the cop went right past him to go to the black guy behind him. Cause you saw like the when in the beginning when the cop points at the black guy, there's a white guy standing next to him in a red hat. And the cop, like, a red, like, beanie. And the cop just completely ignored. Like, he, yeah. Let me see. I'm running it back. Yeah. Yeah, see the person right next to the guy who gets attacked? Just standing there with the gray shirt? Okay, yeah. Oh, I saw. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Went smooth the fuck past him to go fuck with the black guy. Holy shit. Yo, I heard the guy's foot. I, I, I heard the nigga's foot hit the fucking car when he slammed him. Like, he's just running, just ragdoll in his fucking body. But he's trying different types of gr- grammar. He hasn't done anything. That's not working. He didn't do anything. Right. The fucking white dude is trying. Yep, presses his knee. And there's the motherfucker's face. Uh, and a taped up badge number. Covered up his badge number. Mm. Mm-hmm. And he knows he's already going to get away with it. Yep. Well, he's done it seven times before. Yep. And even this, like, we're going to cover it. 
couple other lefties are gonna cover this. I hope. Um, but uh, nah, ain't 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 nothing gonna happen. He's gonna still get. He's gonna. He's probably gonna catch a few bodies. Oh, if he hasn't already. That yeah yeah. That mean, we don't know of yet. Like God only knows what the fuck he be doing on his days off. Right, days off, days on. What he did before he was a cop. Right. I mean, he's not young. It's not like he's like a twenty-year-old. Yeah, I'm seeing. Yeah, he does have a bit of politician neck. I'm seeing some of it. Yeah, man. Like I, I'd love to hear stories from um any uh, any women that went to high school or college with this cat. You know, hit up the wine cellar. Let a motherfucker know. You know, we um I recently got a Facebook memory of where I was relinking um Amy Brown Cruz's story mm-hmm. again. Uh, a little bit more. I think there's a tiny bit more in this. Oh, if you know the officer, yeah, oh, okay. report. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and then that's when um heads went and uh went and found the gosh darn name where it said uh social media sleuths. Mm-hmm. And I'm missing that part again where that name is. I'm not seeing it. Try scrolling down, maybe. Scrolling down. Yeah. Wait, below the images? Yeah. Is there more down there? Or is that it? Oh, yeah. No, that's how Daily Mail does it. Then they just load a... Oh, then they they put more articles. Daily Mail be wilding. This is a Mm -hmm. bugged out website. And I keep going. Oh, Phoenix reads fast. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Kyle Mater. Kyle Mater. And you heard she just... She just apologized for being able to read fast. (laughs) This is what patriarchy has done to motherfuckers. I'm sorry I can read too fast. Oops. Didn't mean to inconvenience you with my ability to read fast. End patriarchy, people. This It's doing this to folks. Kyle Mater was the name. Oh, pardon me. Ex- let me excuse me for honing in on and developing a skill. Didn't mean to do that, fellas. When really what folks should be saying to Phoenix Kalita is... Yes, queen, go off, girl boss, pussy hat slay. Yeah. I'm good on that. I don't need that in my life. No? No. My proctologist is never going to believe I didn't do this to myself! That's kind of funny. <laughs> but it's even funnier when you do the remix. Ooh, my proctologist is never going to believe I didn't do this to myself. Yeah. All right, folks, it is 1.52 in the p.m. Yes. All right, and it is uh, two's fucking day. And for some raison, uh-huh. I cannot see, because I'm logging into this application where you can see your check before, you know, before you get it. Yeah. And I could typically see it like late Monday, early Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And we are in the afternoon and Tuesday, and I haven't been able to see my shit yet. Mm. And I'd like to. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, excuse me. Yeah, I want to see what the hell my check is going to be on Wednesday night, which is pretty cool. I like getting my check Wednesday night. It's a cool direct deposit. Mm-hmm. And then Monday, Tuesday, I have days off. By then, I actually should be pretty decent on um, like house chores, domestic labor I've fallen behind on. Oh, yeah. Like, I know there's some folks out there that that can relate. I would not be surprised if someone that has issues with depression tunes into a show like this. So I'm going to say those words, and I know, like, niggas is about to cheer me on. Here it goes. These are the words. I cleaned out the microwave. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? That is that fucking depressed niggas. Stand up! 
<laughs> cleaned out the microwave. That's right. That like you you reward yourself mm-hmm. with your beverage of choice if you cleaned out the microwave. Microwave, yes. If you thought about cleaning out the microwave, reward yourself with a beverage of choice and some funyuns. Or your onions. crunchy snack of choice. Funyuns. Yes. Okay. Because under capitalism and having no Medicare for all, if you are depressed and you so much as think about cleaning up some shit, I'm proud than a motherfucker, yo ass. This nice. is William Jackson's supportive hour. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, the Mr. Williams Laborhood is coming mid-January. I have to... um. I got to put some shit to record decent audio in the in the garage. I'm not going to get the kind of equipment that I have in here. It's too big. It's too clunky. Mm-hmm. I might get the kind of shit that, like, Mark Marin has, like, something real small, you know, so I can get just record it with decent audio. I tried to record my knee pads episode, and it was fucking whack. Okay. So um, I got to do something way better than that. All right, shout out to the, um, oh, holy shit, a whole three folks have tuned into this. <laughs> shout out to Rocky Sampson. Uh, the archive will be available, but it is 1.59 in the p.m. I have to hit stop and get out. Good day to you bloody lot. Mm-hmm.